Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cheers. Here's Siddle. He's got Welcome back to another episode of Two Slips in the Gully. I'm joined by Aaron and Craig. Quick turnaround, guys. How yeah, are you feeling? Mate, um, fired up for this one. This is the big one. Yeah, this is, uh, well, what? We've been doing this since we were knee-high to a grasshopper, I think. So now yeah. we're going to put it to podcast form. Uh, we are dedicating the entirety of this episode to the Australian all-time one-day international side. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some fireworks. If you have caught our most recent one involving the Indian all-time one-day international side, you'll know that, uh, yeah, there was uh, there was some some very interesting theories and selections being thrown around. Now we're um, close to home. There's going to be a lot of... Yeah, I, I, have the, I actually have the feeling that no matter which way we went with that Indian team... It, was going to be a pretty, a a pretty awesome. We said it at the outset, and it's going to be the same with this one. These are two of the finest one-day international teams ever going around. There are going to be some absolute legends of the game that aren't going to make this side. There's eleven spots. People are going to miss out. Rohit Sharma missed out on um, the Indian one. He is an absolute goliath for the one-day game. And the same thing, you can't fit. You're going to fit eleven in. You know, it's got to be. Six batsmen, a keeper, and, and four bowlers. And this is, it, this is our opinions. This doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. It's just our opinions. 100%. It's an educated opinion. We're not just throwing favourites out there. We've, no, uh, we're not. But the, the thing is that that's the beauty of cricket, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. You can it. all have an opinion. And, and it's not necessarily right or wrong unless you want to make the argument about Travis Head and um, what were we talking about before? Oh, Travis Head and Matty Wade. Yeah, we don't want to go. That, that's going back to that's going back to the early days of two slips in the gully. Yeah, we, don't, um, we don't want to go. There. <laughs> All I know is that you two owe me a selection this week. Oh, you uh, a selection. Travesty last week. We owe you a Look, selection. Of the hang on, of the three of us, which one actually voted for Rohit Sharma to be in the side? Um. Just so everybody that'd be, that'd knows, be this guy. It's Aaron. That'd be this guy. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, you so, got you guys. So what we're like trading off selections now, are we? I'll vote, oh, for, you I'll vote for you on this if you vote for me on that. Sounds like no, we're, we're, it sounds like Bathurst Regional Council. We're, we're not the American political system. <laughs> we're just there's integrity here. Yeah. Oh. I won't stand for anything less. Okay. All right, guys. We're gonna get stuck into it straight after this. We're gonna get uh, uh, reveal the best all-time Australian one-day international side. Go on, straight down the throat of first slips. 
Here we are, the big one, the one that we've saved for last, the Australian One Day International side. And I don't think it's arrogant. I don't think it's misplaced for us to say this is the best One Day International cricket machine in history. We've got five World Cups. We've won five World Cups with different generations of players. You know, the, Australia is a country that has just, it's nailed One Day cricket. Mm. You know, there's been some ups and downs. Certainly England have, have got the formula right at the moment. The West Indies obviously dominated the format when it came out. But by and large, Australia has got One Day international cricket right. And as you can imagine, with a history as rich as Australia's in the format, there's going to be a lot of really good players. I'm going to give everyone the spiel that I give for every one of these episodes, which is obviously that one-day cricket has changed a great deal over a short period of time. So it's not just as simple as going through ESPN Crick Info, picking the guys with the best, the most runs, the highest average, the the most hundreds, um, the highest strike rate. Where you know back in the day when we first started, you know two twenty, two thirty, that's a great score. You know you very rarely was scored good, was good enough to win us the World Cup. Yeah, you very right. rarely scored hundreds. So you know if you got you know you got a couple of guys that got a some handy eighties and you were well on your way to nearly an insurpassable score. So it's not just as simple as as picking on sheer weight of statistics. So in a way of evening out where, you know, nowadays when you're looking at three, we'll look at the South African series we just played. We had a couple of games in the high 300s. Yeah. Just unheard of. Just didn't happen back in the day. So to and even a, and the, a 400. Yeah, yeah 400. Right. That's, look, that's basically how many runs you would expect to get out of 100 overs back in when one-day cricket first started. And nowadays people are making it in 50. Yeah. And, you know, they're talking about... What's the record? 490-something? Yeah, England, England were hoping to hit 500 in that home World Cup. Didn't quite happen. but um, So that's, that's how far the game's changed and what's relatively a short time when you consider the difference between, say, Test cricket when Bannerman went over and played to where it is now. The, the difference of deviation is a lot less than what it is for one-day cricket. So to keep that even and to keep those those guys in play, we sort of we, we, we treat them how well they were revered by their peers during that time. Yep. So, uh, you know, if someone say like a Greg Chappell, for example, who's one day statistics in comparison to, you know, the Steve Smiths and the Shane Watsons and the David Warners and the Ricky Pontings of the world, isn't that flash hot? But Greg Chappell was actually a very good one day player. So, you know, he may come up in argument here when you relate that to, you know, um, you know, how the stats translated back in, mm. in his year to this year. So uh, so that's the spiel I give to all these, just to, to so you know that when we're picking a guy with what's obviously a inferior statistical um, resume, there's reasons behind that. We use the ICC rankings of the time where they sort of situated themselves at points through their career. You know, a, a guy like, uh, I use this one all the time, David Gower has an incredibly pedestrian statistical record for one-day cricket. But no one who watched David Gow play would tell you anything else, but he was an amazing one-day player. Yep. Uh, and that's just sort of how it works out. Uh, so with that, moving straight on, because we've got lots to cover. I know we're going to have a lot to talk about. So we're going to get straight stuck into it. Let's get the openers out of the way. And I think, I think I'm not going to be too, I was a little bit bold last time where I thought we had an opener locked in and we ended up spending 10 minutes arguing that. But I do think one opener is locked in, and that would have to be a Gilchrist. Next. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not going to um, argue that point. He, <laughs> look, the, to me, he is the greatest cricketer I've ever seen with eyeballs. Um, and 
and that's in any format. He's his record is outstanding. Um, look, he only averaged thirty five point nine three, but he opened the batting. But his strike rate ninety seven. Yeah, that, that is that is unbelievable. Sixteen hundreds, fifty five fifties. He. He is one in a million year cricketer, that boy, and he deserves the number one slot. He has ruined the position of wicketkeeper for everyone that's come after him. Yeah, Every it? single wicketkeeper, doesn't matter what country you live in, yeah. has has this impossibly high bar to live up to now purely because of Adam Gilchrist. And what he did for Australian selection is he allowed the Aussies to pick oh, pretty much is. seven batsmen or, yeah. or, or you know, or... Or, or batting all-rounders to seven because you didn't have this specialised keeper coming in at oh, seven. When you, when you look at you the know, fact to, to play. The players that dominated one-day international cricket for Australia, the wicketkeeping position, were Rod Marsh and Ian Healy. They were the two yeah. big guys. And let's not be rude, but in comparison to Gilchrist, they're pedestrian. Like oh, they're, they're guys that are they're batting right down the bottom of the order you've got to find some spots yeah. for. Gilchrist, like, Gilchrist started in the mid-90s going at a strike rate of nearly 100. That's yep. unheard. That is, like, you say mid-90s now, and you're like, oh, that's nothing special about mid-90s. But, like, in those days, that's... He changed the changed game. Changed the game. He, he did it off his own bat, mm-hmm. literally. He, uh, just a superstar. Uh, and then when you factor in some of his performances that he's had in World Cups and just, and yeah, yep. just done. Next, moving on. Whew! Gilchrist, locked in. <laughs> All right, now... Through my own research, I've really struggled to to narrow this down. Uh-huh. I think I've yeah. settled on which one I want to go for, but I'm just going to throw some names out there because I think even if we don't go with these guys, I want to chuck yeah. them out. Yeah, I was going to say, let's get the guys who we're really not thinking about out first. First guy I want to throw out there is Shane Watson. Yes. Um, much maligned in the test format, but uh, Watto was... <laughs> <laughs> he is world class, world class one day international player. Um, five and a half thousand runs, nine hundreds, thirty three fifties, average of forty, strike rate of ninety. So we, we talk about Gilly being an absolute lock, which he is. Watto's got a better average, admittedly playing in an era where runs are a bit easy to get, at, at a nearly, yeah, a, a fairly similar strike rate. This guy belonged. At the as the top echelon players of Australia, and then when you take all that into account, he's also got something like 170 wickets yeah. um, for Australia. 168 wickets at 31. Um, what an economy under five. You know, you that's pretty handy. He'd be fifth bowling option a lot of the time. Yeah. And again, gives gives you that flexibility because you know he's usually batting at the top of the order. You can then go seven batsmen down before you even start getting into your bowlers. So he gives you that, you know, able to lengthen your batting lineup. Again, I don't think he quite gets there, but I do think, unless you guys feel differently, I think he's a guy that's certainly worth mentioning. Yeah, look, I, I'm absolutely 100% behind everything you just said there. He doesn't quite get there, but he needs to be credited for what he was. And he was an animal. I know your feelings. He's not he getting was in an then. animal. <laughs> he was. If me, if me and the other Aaron very, said he, no, then Craig's not saying he yes. He was very average at getting hit on the pad. That, that was his. <laughs> yeah. That was his downfall, and he, all, was, he wasn't great with the review system. So you know, they're two really black marks against him because really, as, a, as an opening batsman, he'd only be getting whacked on the pad too often. And he'd have spells of it where he'd go, you know, it'd be LBW, whoever, for like. 
four or five or six innings and any all the technical changes he tried to make. Unfortunately, most of the time, but he hit the ball before it hit his pad. Yeah, uh, especially the, in the coloured clothes. Yeah, you yeah, need to be given a bit right. of credit for that. So um, I don't have him in the team, All right. but yeah. I, I, I certainly want to give. He's one. He's our. He's our shiv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Statistically, he makes the second eleven. I oh, think. Yes. Um, statistically, if you were taking he, a he probably squad, doesn't make. He probably doesn't make my second eleven. Yeah. But that that's not there. <laughs> Bit of bias sleeping. <laughs> well, look, you know, yeah. look. If yeah. I had to take a sixteen-man squad, he's in it. But I'm only picking eleven. Yeah. I, He's he's oh. not making my thirty two, so but that's okay. Jeez, did he run over your cattle? Oh, suffered, mate? look, you know, <laughs> there's too many waves in reviews and too many fifties uh, in Test cricket that didn't go on. Yeah. The, the, the amount of sw- blood, sweat, and tears I watched that guy. <laughs> and, and, oh, yeah. but anyway, he yeah. Look, I, I'm probably want to mention Finchie as well. Yeah, um, Finch, you know, certainly his record deserves that. Deserves that, does, that does mention that farewell tour cost him because his it record did. dipped into the mid thirties. Seventeen hundred. What a conversion rate! Seventeen hundred thirty fifties, and that include like he was awful in that last what, oh, two right. years of his career. Yeah, Absolutely, I think his average yeah. drop from about he was sitting it, sitting pretty in the mid. I was even higher. He was, was at forty five. Forty five. Yeah. yeah, sitting pretty there for most of it, and then just. The game, the game got away from him. Just we just to show how rubbish he was that with that sample size, you can lose ten runs and in innings over. That's right. Over such a small sample size of innings, really. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool Sacra carved him up. So did um, oh, what's his name, Kumar, in the Indian swing bowler one day. Oh no, um, Bhuvaneshwar cool. Kumar. Yeah, Kumar, Kumar, yeah. And Cooler Sacra, they used to just carve him up for. Oh, like, right. they were, like they were Thanksgiving nicking, they were, dinner. They were nicking him off or smashing <laughs> his front pad. And, but, yeah. um, or his stumps. He wasn't great defending his stumps, actually. But, yeah, so, like brutal, barrel-chested, boundary-finding, yeah. yeah, really savvy captain as well. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah but we do have to mention his captaincy because he was an elite captain. He yeah. was one of the finest captains of his generation for sure in one-day cricket and probably one of our finest overall. I'm sure his record stacks up quite favourably with with all of the best captains that we've had. Yep. All right. Let's let's sort of move on a little bit. Throw some names that you are genuinely considering for the other spot. Okay. Well, my Warner. Warner. Yep. All right. Yep. Warner. Well, is we've seen him going around at the moment. Twenty one day international hundreds. Twenty eight fifty. So what a what a conversion rate that is. Average of forty four. Strike rate of ninety five. Certainly got. Uh, the resume there. Any yeah. any advances uh, on Warner? Well, I've got I've got two more that probably need to be considered. Um, Hados. Yep. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, he you know high score of one hundred and eighty one, which is still up there with one of the highest one day scores that we've had. An average of forty four. Um, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, that is the highest one day mm, score no. that, we've, that we've got. As no, an Australian, one hundred one eighty five not out. Oh yeah, yes it is. So yeah. so yeah, so like, but genuinely up there in terms of um, a high score. Um, and look, his combination with Gilly um, was 
really, really good. Yeah, I actually seen those two absolutely monster England at the SCG one night. Yeah, it was just a, it was a, it, it was, was unfair, is what it was. It, yeah. it was. It I think was. you know. Yeah, it was absolutely yeah. insane yeah. what they did. And that guy to walk down the. To walk down a deck five paces and smash a bloke bowling 140k back over his head, yeah. that takes a certain amount of kahunas yeah. um, and, and My favourite thing about you know? Matty Hayden, have you guys seen, it came out a few years ago, but Sports Bet were doing like mock excerpts from his autobiography yeah, where yeah, they yeah, make, yeah, like yeah, he yeah. went and just like chopped down trees <laughs> using his yeah. old Slazenger V1000 yeah. and... Yeah. Oh. Like just just yeah. making him out to be like the Chuck Norris of cricket. It was <laughs> yeah. hilarious, yeah. hilarious stuff to read. Uh, so Matty Hayden. Uh, so we've got Dave Warner, Matty Hayden, Mark Wall. Yeah, I was going to say Mark, Mark Wall. Well, they're they're my three. That I don't know about you guys, but they're my three that I I found it hard to split. I, I, I'm I'm probably leaning away from Davey Warner at this stage, and I think. My feelings are that it's between Hados and Mark Wall. Well, I want to just throw. I, I I'm leaning towards Wall. I was probably leaning Hade, uh, Warner ahead of Hados. Um, for Warner's one day record is yeah. I is, had I it's had, insane. It's insane. I had Warner yeah. ahead of Hados. Um, I you know full disclosure here. I'm like a fully paid up member of the Mark Wall fan club. So if anybody's anybody wants the footsie Mark Wall, I'm well, probably going to jump I, on that. Bandwagon. I had I had Mark Wall as my other opener um, ahead of both of those yeah. other two. I just but want to throw this out here: the pinnacle of of one day internationals is what the World Cup. World Cup. Mark yep. Wall in has got so playing between 1988 2002. So in a pretty Low scoring ish era for World Cup cricket. Um, 400s and 550s with an average of 52 yeah, at a strike guy, rate of 83 in World Cups. The guy did it when it counted. But what I like about, and I, and I talk about balance of the side, and anyone who listens to this podcast loves that I love a bit of balance. It provides that left right hand combination. And look, and it's a combination that's proven. Gilchrist uh, yeah, and Waugh. They, they, they were unbelievable together. Yep. Um, what well, looks like it's probably less opposition than I thought for this. I think we're all sort of tipping towards Mark Wall, left right hand combination, yeah. stands up in big games, played in a in in an era where runs weren't and, exactly and how, as free flowing as. How many ODI wickets has he got? And how many catches has he got? And how many runouts has he got? Well, singly the best slips fieldsman we have ever had. Yeah, ever and certainly up there in the in the top three or four greatest field. Eighty five wickets at thirty five. He's got a five wicket haul in one day cricket. Yeah, Bowling Bowling seen up too. He was he, yeah. he bounced him out that night. Yes. he was just, he running in Bowling bounces yeah. and they kept hooking him out to deep square leg. Well, there we go. I'm happy with that. Yeah. We've got we've got openers well, done. Well done, well done, well done us. Yeah. Hey, that, that was good. There's probably people screaming at us, going, "What are you thinking, leaving Warner or Hados out?" But it's um, our team, baby. That's right. And hey, look, Warner Warner's record, like there's there are going to be great players not making this side. Warner's record is phenomenal. When you've got was it twenty hundreds and twenty eight fifties, and in the games that he's played as well, he's played significantly less games than than everyone else. But I just think it just comes down to the fact that Warner is playing in a in an easy era to score runs in one day cricket. Boundaries you know, are shorter. 
Um, Wickets that, are flatter. Bats are better. Bats are better. You know, the, the, the idea of the game is to go harder. I mean, in the mid-90s, the Sri Lankans came out with Calawith Rana and they were like, what are you doing? Yeah. What what this, this what is this? Hitting? You're not allowed this, to play like this. What is this hitting? Why all the field is up? Ka- stuff. Kalu, Ka- there's 49 overs to go, mate. Look, just yeah, calm down. Yeah, and and it's just sort of you know you you grow on what comes before, and then yeah. so the mid 90s, the world's gone. You know, while everyone's standing up, we just hit over the top where there's no fielders. They can't catch us. We'll score a heap more runs, and they're just and that's what. So Warner's got the benefit of yeah. you know having those that power play, whereas you know when Mark War and Co. That was you know it was well, as I say it's not the done thing. I mean he did play a significant year after that it was like what 92, 94, 94. But you know that was when the game was transitioning, and you know Mark War still has a record yeah. in terms that's you know that stacks up in terms of of hundreds, fifties strike rate. Um, but if you're naming an A-side, those other two boys are opening the batting every day of the week. I've got, oh, yeah. I'd have Warner and Watto as my openers oh, my for the, the left-right left right combination, 170 wickets, my oh, God. The biggest front pad in history. No, no, go with that. No, good. No, the, the best bowling, the best bowling attacks all, in the world won't attack it's that. It's all right. It's one day cricket. You just Please. get the front pad out of the way and hit it over mid wicket. It's fine. It's Hados fine. didn't need a front pad on. He could. He, he, he didn't even need it. He just would have charged them anyway and smacked them back over there. <laughs> all right. Okay. Okay. Before we um, before we fire it up and turn into a fight, let's get on to number three. I think number three number is pretty straightforward. Done, isn't it? Yeah, Ponning. Yeah. Ponning. Yeah, punter's got to be three. Yeah. Um, I do want to throw, and by no means do I think that he's got enough sample size to out-throw punter, but I just want you to just listen. Okay, I'll read punter's stats. 13,000 runs, uh, top score of 164, 30 hundreds, 82 50s, 42 average, strike rate of 80. Uh, amazing. Punner, done. Unbelievable. Uh, one, one of the best one-day international captains ever. Yeah. Um, you know what? Two straight World Cups where he didn't lose a game. Yeah, like the best in the world are playing, and Ponting and Co just went <laughs> whatever. And that final. Um, oh yeah, wow. the one forty on where he just decimated he, India. He bludgeoned them. Yeah. Bludgeoned them. Did anybody Keep... ever actually like bat of his? Yeah, it's a much smaller sample size, but just listen to this. So, Steve Smith batting at three, 1100s, 2350s in just 78 games. Yeah. Yeah. Average of 54, strike rate of 86. So, yeah, he's not going to make it. The sample size is simply not there to throw ponding off. But when we're talking about elite players at one day international level cricket, he's got 12 runs better average. Better strike rate, better rate, better rate of scoring fifties and hundreds. Like he scores them quicker yeah. than Ponting does. Mm-hmm. Like it's obviously he's not going to be able to play enough games. He's already in his mid thirties and he's only played seventy eight. Ponting played something like three hundred odd games at three. But just when you're talking about elite players for Australia, when you're talking about a guy that is comfortably outstripping Ponting in terms of run, scoring runs at three for Australia yeah. in one day cricket. Um, yeah, any any assertion that Steve Smith is not a good white ball player is just a it's flat out well, lie. Well, it's a, a complete fallacy. Um, but now, and, and not that I'd be ruling Smith out altogether out of this side either. So, no, um, yeah, I love Smith. I haven't, I love, I I haven't got Smith. him in, but if you can make an argument for him, I'm certainly happy to put him in there because I do. I love Smith. He's a he's a fantastic player. Well, I, I think three sewn up. Yeah. Um, 
I would I would make a massive massive case to have Steve Smith at four. I would would like to see your Smith and raise you a Dean Jones. Yes, I'm I'm I'm, I, looking, I'm looking at your Dean Jones and I'm in on that one. The reason I'm going to go Dean Jones is obviously playing in like all through the eighties, run scoring at a premium off the ICC rankings, which we've used historically. Dean Jones is the fourth highest ICC ranking in history, mm-hmm. not just for Australians out of anyone. He's He's got a better ICC ranking than Virat Kohli at their peak. And I have Kohli comfortably locked in as the yeah. second best one-day international batsman of all time. Yeah, me too. And according to the ICC, yeah. at the peak of his powers, Dean Jones was considered a better batsman than what Virat Kohli has reached. And we know the rankings yeah. are weird and, and wonderful yeah. and stuff, and they're not an exact science, but it's sort of how we've... Split some gaps. So he's obviously very highly rated in his time. Um, one of the guys that really, really one, put the pressure on the field with like, yeah. running between the wickets and using the feet to crease and has scored 100 against Australia. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I take all those points. And there, there was only two guys that I had that, that would even be close to be at batting four, and it was, it was Dino and, and Smudge. The only thing that I can say in terms of Dean was his – Conversion rate, very very poor. But we he, he's he, playing he, in an he era, got, yeah, yeah, where hundreds weren't as hear, easy. Hear yeah. me out though. He he used to get to a, a lot of fifties and give his wicket wicket away with silly silly shots. Now, again, we talk about balance. You look at that opening partnership. If they go early, punter's going to try and keep the momentum going. If he goes early. Dean's going to want to keep that momentum going. If he goes early, all of a sudden you're four for none. That's right. The next guy I'll come in lives for that. Lives for well, <laughs> the next. The next two I've got live for that, right? Yeah. But I'm just saying I would prefer a Smith where he's very calculated, sews up a situation very, very well. His cricket IQ is higher than Dino's because Dino played on emotion a, a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, I and and to be honest, if I was to put them side by side and go, who was the best batsman? Steve Smith beats Dean Jones every day of the week. I can I can totally get that argument, and I appreciate it because I am a a humongous Steve Smith fan. I, I, look, I love them both. I saw them both. Well, obviously, still seeing Steve, but I saw Dino, loved him, really, really do. But if I'm if I'm honestly comparing both of them and I'm going, who is the best batsman out of these two guys? Then there's there's it's not even a contest, in my view. Yeah, fair enough. I think where I'm leaning with Dino is what we've done consistently throughout these ones is when we're comparing them to their peers and how they played in their era. And Dean yeah. Jones is obviously one of was considered globally to be one of the very bright lights of one-day cricket. But there is absolutely nothing yeah. wrong with your argument. 100% right. Smith is the sort of player that um, you know turns those scores into big scores, into big when, scores. He, when he gets in there. That's right. And, and, and look, from an opposition point of view as well, uh, I'll put this to both of you. If I'm an opposition bowler, who am I more scared of bowling at? I guarantee you I'm shit scared of Steve over Dean. Dean's not going to hurt me as much as what Steve Smith could. Mm. 
that's that's my that's my it's view a good as a argument, isn't it? it is a good argument. So, so I'm look, they're my two arguments as an opposition bowler. Steve Smith will hurt me more than Dean would, and also if I was to absolutely put them side by side and go, who is the best batsman out of these two guys? Steve Smith wins every day of the week. We can't have both of them. I don't think we can have both. We can't have both. I want to. I want to throw this the out. The other one will back to and it, it pains me to say it because I don't even think I find myself arguing against Smith. But Dean Jones's highest ICC rating obviously is one. With yep. it, when you're the fourth of all time, you're gonna have you're gonna be top on the charts at some point. Steve Smith's only made it as high as six. Have a look at the era that Steve Smith is in, in compared to batsmen, and you've mentioned it. You know, you've got you've got the Coleys of the world. Um, in that era. Dean Jones's contemporary was Vivian Richards, the greatest one-day batsman of all time. Arguably. Um, no. <laughs> everything's arguably. We can. Everything's yeah, arguably. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what it's all about. But, uh, but I mean, there was probably Viv and not much. Viv, Dino, not a great Jarvis, deal. me and Dad. Oh, Guys no. like that, David Gower. No, yeah, not. But have a look but at this era, though. Like, not even in the same classes. You know, the the Coleys of the world. Um, you know, De Villiers. Uh, not a, not even in the same hemisphere as those guys. Bear with me one moment. It's going to be. The, this is the fight. All right. But, so but... I've just picked I've picked 89 because it's sort of in the middle of, of Dino's career. So Dino Dino was third on the ranking at this point uh, where I've picked Jarvin Meehan, Dad, Viv Richards, Dean Jones, Gordon Greenwich, Desmond Haynes, Graham Gooch, David Lamb, Alan Lamb, Jeff Marsh, Steve War. That's sort of the players that we've got. Mm-hmm. Um, does it say when Steve Smith achieved his sixth? Not really. Let's go. Well, well, let's say the peak of Steve's power is probably, what, 2016? We're happy to say that? Yeah. Yep. So the 2016... And onwards. Yeah. But that was sort of after he burst on. After the um, uh, the 2015 World Cup, he'd, he'd come back in as a specialist bat. He was scoring runs. Yep. Um, let's see if I can bring that up here. And by no means am I being so, derogatory towards Dino here because, like, I loved him. He was, he was an absolute superstar. So in this sort of era, so 2016, I've just like I've picked. So we've got De Villiers, Coley, Williamson, Amla, Dilshan, Doney, um, Twentnikov, Ross Taylor, Glenn Maxwell, players like that. You yeah. know, Finch. Um, I, I don't think it's as cut and dry as that we, era is clearly better than that one. But you're right. Like, I, for mine. There are two players on that list that are definitely going to make the all-time World Eleven. In you know, we can argue about it next week, but I've got a Coley and Davilius locked into my all-time ODI World Eleven. So that, when we're talking about that, two of the greatest, you know, two of the best seven batsmen of all time playing alongside yeah. Smith. I, I get the argument. You've also got Ka- you know Kane Richardson and Joe Root and and you know th- those guys who and are, MS Doney, MS Doney who, who floated around that. Yeah, uh, look, uh, look, uh, I guess the World Cup stats. That that's probably well. That's where we went with the opener. That may that may turn. Well, we turn the table. The World here. Cup stats. Steve 
Steve Smith's World Cup stats are outstanding, and Dane Jones only played one. True, true. Hang on. So what, Steve? Sixteen innings. So he would have played two. Yeah, I would imagine two World Cups. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Five fifties, average of forty-two, strike rate of um, seventy-two. That's about where he is overall. So that that's you know he's he's been on par with what he's done overall in his career through World Cups. And just throwing this out there, so just so you know, um, Smith played one hundred and forty-two matches. Dino's played one hundred and sixty-four. So it's not like. Well, Dino's played a lot more cricket, so surely that's got to come into account. They're similar sort of sample sizes. Um, World Cup stats for Schmidt. Uh, 20 games, 8.50s and 100, strike rate of 90, average of 46. So when you factor in that it's going to be more runs scored, I think I think we could probably say that's pretty even. Yeah, I mean, um, he's got 100, I think it's 108. I've just looked at uh, Dino's as 90 is his high mm-hmm. score, playing in you know an era where it's much harder to score one day international yeah. 100. So I, I don't think that's really split the I bar. Th- no, I think that's probably on par with each other. But, again, I'll go back to that argument. If Who was, is the better who player? Is the, who is the better player? There is only one answer. Simple, in yeah. my view. Look, I can't. As much as I love Dean Jones, and he, again, is one of my idols, I can't get away from that argument. I Yeah, so I don't know. We're going well, to throw him in, Townie, or what? If you, if, you're, if you guys are going to go smudge, then um, yeah. well, it doesn't matter what I think. Um, look, again. I can't believe I'm doing it. <laughs> but Don't yeah. leave me hanging, brother. Yes. Damn it. Look, Dino, I'm sorry. I tried. I really did. Um, Dino is batting four in that second 11 every day. Every day. He he was genuinely a superstar of his time. There's no doubt. Um, Not only like running between wickets, but his fielding was electric. Um, Like a great, great player and will always be regarded as one. But I just, when you make that argument, well, who's we've the been best talking batsman? about Smudge as being the second best since Bradman. Um, it's not like we're throwing in no, another replacement. No, exactly right. Exactly out. right. And he's well, as I went to the the effort of pointing out his stats batting at three. Uh, if you extend his size, his sample size out to Ponting's, he is a much much better batsman than Ponting, and Ponting yep. is. Unquestionably, Ponting is one of the greatest of all time. Our best one day international batsman. Like, who's the Australian's best? One? It's Ricky Ponting. You don't even think about it. But when you break down, look at Smith's stats, he's not going to get there because he just doesn't have enough time left in his career. But if no. you take that and expand it out to, to 300 games, he leaves Ponting in the dust. In yep. the dust. 100%. Um, so, yeah, he's absolutely a player that um, deserves, like, you know, you haven't pulled the rug out from under him. He's definitely a guy that deserves being talked about. But, yeah. um, all right, cool. So that that's a surprise. I'm a, a little shocked, but moving on. We've got one, two, three, and four done. Um, I, I might have to pull some editorial powers if I don't get the next bloke in, though, because I can't believe that he's going to make it. Andrew Simon's at five, right? Yeah. Is there any other? We got any raises on Andrew Simon's at five? No. Oh, Craig's not saying anything. No. <laughs> Craig's not saying anything. Is he in your side? Are we, are we quibbling about order? 
Um, we we got to be quibbling about order. He wasn't. He, he wasn't. He wasn't in my side. I'll be honest. Wow. All right. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna do because I love Roy. I love Roy. I'm gonna make my spiel and then I'm gonna shut up and let you make your your um your decision for five. And I love go. Roy too. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll look, he, he's he's probably gonna make it based on on what you guys are. Yeah. Uh, Going to select so, but, so, but I want to put my case of absolutely, uh, I mean, and that's what it's for. It's all the podcast yeah, is for. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna jump in first because I didn't get uh, Dino. So I'm gonna make my case for Roy, and then we'll go from there. Go for it, <laughs> love it. So Simon's batting at five. It's got uh, five thousand runs, six hundreds, thirty fifties, average of forty, strike rate of ninety. There we go, straight up there, bang. Stats that make sure that you stand up and notice. Bowls right arm offies. Bowls right arm military mediums. Certainly good enough in the one-day game to be a you know a fourth or a fifth option playing that. One of the best fielders in the history of the game, anywhere on the field, be it in the ring, be it in the outfield, runs out, run outs, catches. Like he is a genuine to steal a turn from baseball. He's last. He's a five-tool guy. This is a guy that can do everything. Brutal power. Um, you know, still a, a, a solid enough technique to get him through the tough times. If you go back through, and I challenge everyone to go through Andrew Simons' one-day international innings and his test match innings, and just go pick out the biggest scores that he's got. So, for example, his two test hundreds, uh, obviously, but even if you go through and look at some of his really big hundreds that he scored for Australia in one-day cricket, click on it. All of those ones that you can get to on house stat, if you click on the date, it opens up the scorecard. Look at the fall of wicket for those games. And I can tell you then probably two-thirds of Simons' big, big scores Australia are in shit. They are they're losing wickets. Simons is digging them out of an absolute hellhole. The guy was clutch. There's a reason that Ricky Ponting went to Cricket Australia when Simons was, you know, absolute rubbish stats for Australia at this point. He was a hothead. Cricket, Cricket Queensland didn't know what to do with him, and he said, I am going to South Africa, and Andrew Simons is in my team. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't let you. Andrew Simons is in my team for the World Cup, and I don't care what you have to say, we're bringing him. I think Ricky Ponting has famously said that it doesn't matter what format of the game that he plays, tests, one day is T20s. If he had a choice of picking any players in the world to make his 11, Andrew Simons is in that side. Um, and I just think that, you know, when you factor in all the skills that he brings to the game, bat, bowl, field, the fact that this is a guy that you could count on when the chips were down, did it over and over again, and we know the guy stands up in World Cups. I mean, that's how he managed to make his bread and butter, was rocking up to a World Cup, and if he didn't get the World Cup right, his career was over. Cricket Australia would have said, well, you got your guy, and he shat the bed. Simons is done. And he stood up and we went... We were five for 72 in that game. Stood up and went, bang, here I am, world, mm. and, and then from that point on, he was just entrenched as one of the best white ball players in the world. Um... I'm not even going to say anything. I'm just Andrew Simons is in my team. There's no arguments. I'm not going to be swayed on this. You know, like I've already had a piece of my soul torn out tonight <laughs> by by not having Dino in this team. Uh, Andrew Simons is not negotiable for me. All right, that's okay. Well, because it's a compelling uh, argument. Well, well, well you could look, better be compelling, Craig, no, if you got it in you. No, look, I'm losing a piece of my soul now. Um, because the guy I had at five is, well, he's my he's my favourite 
cricketer, Australian cricketer, favourite cricketer, probably my favourite person ever, and that's Stephen Roger Wall. Um, and it's an honourable mention because I think all the points that you've made about Simons are absolutely correct. Um, the only reason that he misses my side is because I love this bloke. It is that that's the only reason. So go on. Um, He's, You're not going to sway us, but I'm not. I'm going to let you because he's your favourite bloke. No, give us your impassioned plea. Oh, Tell us the good things about Stephen oh, Rogerwell because there's so many. Yeah, there is. Look, the guy obviously winning, you know, two World Cups and and, and so far apart. And we can talk about clutch with Steve Warris. Oh, because that the, word well, applies in spades with that. Well, that's what I was talking about a little bit before. Is that you know when you talk clutch, like that if you had. Clutch in the dictionary, you've got Steve Waugh's photo right underneath it, right? He, not just, you know, one-day cricket, but test cricket as well. Um, he went to two World Cups. He won two World Cups basically so far away from each other. Um, he did probably more, he probably, well, he definitely won them a semi-final in that first World Cup win. The 91 uh, yeah, yeah. The, with 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 the ball, sorry, sorry, back in eighty seven, oh, yeah, yeah. he he won that semi final on his own bat with the, with the ball. Um, sorry, the semi final to get them to the final. Um, so his bowling is very much underrated. Um, there wouldn't be many. I'm with you on that. There like wouldn't he, be many players that have won two World Cups twelve years twelve apart. Twelve years apart. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's a phenomenal thing. Um, and to do it with the ball, and then again he did it with the bat in the semi-final against South Africa in '99. Thanks, Herschel. Thanks, Herschel. But but the guy, you know, even even to go up to someone and say you've just dropped the World Cup, and to be so you know, nonchalant nonchalant about it, like it, the guy oozed um, mental disintegration. He used you know confidence in his own ability, but also in his team's ability. Um, and the argument, look, there's a lot of argument, especially with my mates who like to burn me up, you know, well, you know, he couldn't have been that good a captain. Look at the blokes he had around him. But (laughs) I think that makes him an even better captain. A hundred percent. And the reason why it does is because he was the guy to get the best individually out of all of those blokes at the one time, every time. Yeah. The the guy knew how to get 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 a bloke up for a game. Um, his look, his stats oh, look they don't mean much to me. Uh, to be honest, when you talk Steve War, they don't mean a lot because eight thousand runs, forty five fifties, three hundreds, thirty two with a strike rate of seventy five. Yeah. And in the era that he played, especially because he, he would have started as a bowling all rounder. That's right. So well. he started, you know, in you know that early eighty five, eighty six era. So he's gone to a World Cup very, very early on in his in his um, cricketing career. Fifth most runs for Australia. Fifth most day. runs. Yeah. Look, he he epitomises what Australian cricket. And winning started to be a bit. He he was the reason, you know. He, he yeah. Pond, uh, it's the same thing. Same like he, have he with... built upon what Border and Taylor had, had obviously ma- manifested, but he made winning a habit. He he did it. So uh, it wasn't so much a habit; it was a requirement. Requirement. That's right. So there's no like we go out to win every game. Yeah. No, and he would. He, and we want to beat you up. Every game. he bought he he but he was the birth of that in Australian cricket. So, look, 
he I'm not going to overturn you guys with Simons and 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 rightfully not. Like I mean, Simons should be there, but I just think this guy needs a really really big honourable mention. Because, oh, for sure. Because I got what, my what soliloquy. You can have your salute. And yeah, yeah, and Steve War is certainly a. A one that I think you're right. I don't think you'd, he he should be making our best one day side of all no. time, but he's certainly a. There's enough there to make an argument about it to, as an honourable mention. Jeez, this this A team is going to be a reasonable one, isn't it? Oh, that was our that was our catch cry all through the nineties and two thousands. Yeah, we could have two. We teams. could have two teams. We could play Australian Australian A in a World Cup final. Well, imagine an Australian A team with Hayden Warner. Because Watson's not getting there. Um, You know, Dean Jones, Steve Waugh captaining that side. Wow. And there's going to be some bloke. We've got, we're at five now. We've probably got what? With a wicketkeeper at one, we've probably got two batters left to go, maybe. So um, there's going to be quite a few batters that are going to make that um, A side and make it pretty damn strong. Yeah, no, no, look, Simon's at five. Um, absolutely. But oh. honourable mention to the great Stephen Roger Wall. Cool. All right. Chuck a number six at me. Who have we got? There's only Bevan. one. One. Michael. Michael Bevan. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> no, he deserves, he deserves a yeah. spiel. Um, nearly 7,000 runs, 600s, 4650s, an average of, an average of, get 53. <laughs> and a half. Strike rate of 74 and was simply... Much. He was the guy that got Australia out of trouble when we yeah. needed it. He was when we were a damsel in distress. Yeah. Michael Bevan was our Superman that swooped in and saved the day. He, he I mean, won us. He won us countless games. Just and absolutely countless games we had no right in winning. Like we all talk about that famous four off the last ball against the West Indies. I remember one where he scored. I think it was a hundred and two against. Is it New Zealand? Maybe um, mm. Michael, got, Andy Bickle hit the winning runs, but runs, we were yeah. in we were in all sorts, and he just. Hit twos, steered it around, found little pockets. I don't remember hitting too many boundaries in that game. I could be wrong. I could go back and look and see he- heaps. But I just remember lots of twos to the outfield, you know, keeping the strike. Everything was calm. And when we looked like from like the midway point going, how did we lose this? And then just, no, nah, just do, 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 do. And then we had a winning, particular, I think, pretty comfortably in the end. Yeah. He just sort of steered us home. And then Andy Bickle had a, I think it was 20-odd. Yeah. And just, you know, Hit a boundary over mid-wicket or something? or That that will always be remembered as Bickle's World Cup. You know, if you think about what he done in... It wasn't a World Cup game. It was one of those tri-series games. Oh, was, the oh, one. was it? Um, I just remember Andy Bickle in that in that World Cup where he just... Not everything he touched turned to goal. Mm. And he had a partnership with Bevan in, in that World Cup as well where we were in all sorts and they got us home. Yeah. I just want to point out something, and, and you mentioned it with his boundary hitting, right? So Michael Clark, right? So... You know, he, Michael Clark probably makes that second eleven. You know, if, you, if you're serious about it. So you you look at it. Michael Clark played twelve more games. Michael Clark hit six hundred and sixty five fours. Bevan only hit four hundred and fifty. Yeah, Bevan just, just wasn't his wasn't his gig. He and was, that, and were, it was only a thousand runs difference. It wasn't, well, that, his, wasn't his that's, go. That's, he could, that's you, amazing he to me. He couldn't hit a long ball when required, but he'd much rather hit the ball along the ground. Along the ground. That's right. Just get twos, yeah. find the gaps, yeah. run hard. Yep. Just a motor that went all re- day. It was really the first guy to work out that I can make a big score by not hitting the boundary and hitting the pockets. 
He was the master of the pocket. And which is what he's going to be out like he's one of the guys here. Because I think that's something that Australia's really lacked sort of post, well, post the Ponting era, post the really, year. is a guy that just gets us home. Yeah. Um, whether that being in close run chases or just finishing off an innings and we're setting a total, we sort of, we go out there, you know, you'll get an opener or a number three or number four. I think a prime example is we just witnessed it. Warner and Labuschagne just scored big hundreds against um, South Africa. Right. We were looking odds on for 450. And we ended up with about 390, if I remember from that yeah, end. Because right. we just, they got out and then everyone just went going, we've got to keep them. Look, we're going at nine and over. Let's get out there and just go at nine and over. And we just lost a bunch of wickets. Still a really good score, a comfortably winning score, but it's just. But if you we, had. We Bevan, lacked polish that's to right, get those. But if, but if you had a Bevan like cricketer in that lineup that was able to stay with one of those guys and just rotate strike, just, okay, this guy's hitting long bombs. He's, he's 100, he's seen them well. Mate, have the strike. Like the, the guy's cricket intelligence was unreal. Yeah, um, supreme so, composure. But never needed at a World Cup. That's what astounds me about Bevan. Is that we played he did he play two World Cups, I think? Yeah. He played two World Cups and look and, and stats might prove me wrong, but I'm I'm willing to go out on a limb and say he he was he was hardly needed at a World Cup. Oh no, he had he had his moments. He, look, he had moments, but but it's it's not like a Simon's or it's not like, um, you know, a Ponting or a Gilchrist. Oh yeah, he never went out and smashed like a he, big he, like, hundred or anything. But it was like, like all the boys up the top, you know, were pretty much getting the runs, yeah. and he eight innings, five fifties, forty four was his average. So. Yeah, he, he never did, had to. Anything. He never had to do. But he he played the well. He, he represented in the would have been the ninety nine and the two thousand and three World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, and the two thousand and three World Cup, we won at a canter. Well, we don't. We top order dominated, didn't it? Yeah. So. So yeah, yeah. Just just funny that like he you know wasn't wasn't really needed, but he's he's known for doing all this other extraordinary stuff in. In tri tri series and and the like, so and a handy left arm try of him as well. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, stats don't sort of belie how good he was. Thirty six wickets at forty six, but um, you know he came up came up gold in in certain times when we needed him. Um, handy in India, wouldn't he? Yeah, he was good enough to be throwing the ball at most in most yeah. situations. So yeah, yeah. yeah. He was somebody you get four or five overs out of, but he's a lot of pick up a wicket because you could you, being a Chinaman they bowl you those unplayable balls. You have absolutely no idea where it's come from, what it's doing, and next thing it's hit your stumps yeah. and you're telling your story walking, aren't you? All right, number seven. This was another one. I've, I sort of pieced together most of my team before we got here, and there were a few gaps that um, that I wasn't sure about. Opener was one. So I had one open. I couldn't really narrow it down for a while for the other one. This was the other spot, um, was number seven, because I'm thinking we probably don't really have an all-rounder that we want to pick that's good enough to bat seven. Like James Faulkner, who I wouldn't bat at seven now all-time nah. side. Um, you know, Watto's not going to bat at seven because his strength is obviously at the top. Yep. Um, Shane Lee. Shane Lee and Harvey, I don't think, nah. were guys that are, are they weren't elite genuine, enough. like, best that we've ever had sort of yeah. material. The, the we've only... got Simons and we've got uh, Mark Moore. We've got Bevan that can roll the arm over a bit. So I thought, well, we don't really need a genuine all-rounder. So if we're going to go batsmen, what batsmen are best suited to um, batting at seven? 
because I don't think we've got any bowlers that we're going to mm. go extra bowler because you still don't want to leave your batting lineup short. I think picking an extra quick or someone like that to bat at seven, none of our batters, even like a Brett Lee who was more than handy, fine of the boundary. He's not a one, seven. He's not a seven. No. No. So I think for mine, and I'm happy for guys to try out some extra names, there's two names that I think you can really pick to be a genuine bat that has the game to succeed at seven and has done for Australia, and that is Glenn Maxwell or Mike Hussey. There's only one choice for mine. Um, and again, I go back to this point of if you were to put them side by side, and, and you're right, they're probably the two blokes you would pick. The only other bloke I would sort of half think about would have been Simon O'Donnell, um, just from that all-rounder point of view, because I think he was he was probably the only genuine all-rounder that we that was was the best all-rounder, you know, of, of his era, of his era yeah. right? So he's probably the only other bloke that I would throw in the mix. But I'm with you. We've got enough bowling options in that batting lineup. If you're looking at a genuine number seven, who could bat anywhere in that top seven if you needed him and you put them side by side and you go, who's the best? Mr. Cricket dominates the big show yeah. in every facet. I just think the big show hasn't been clutch enough when we've needed him. And I, I completely agree. Yep. So batting in that sort of I'm just gonna I'm gonna cheat a little bit and go sort of that six seven lower order yeah, swap. Because but, it's interchangeable. It really is depending on circumstance. Well, so, and it's just sort of the sample size as well. So I should like I won't do that. I'll go seven. Twenty four innings at seven, one hundred four fifties, strike rate of forty three, strike rate hundred and twenty two. That's the big show. Um, and you'll certainly take that. For average of 43, strike rate 122, batting at seven. And not to mention the fact that he is a more than handy bowling option. And, should and we an need absolutely it. brilliant fields, man. Oh. Yes. Um, yeah, Hussey, it's a little disingenuous because Hussey eventually made his way to being right at the top of that middle order. Four, I think, usually is where... He even uh, opened... Opened at points. Yeah, he did. So um, I still remember it was it was a T Twenty game, but that um, semi final against Pakistan in the twenty ten ODI sixty six off twenty odd balls or whatever it was. So Mr. Cricket though, similar sample size, twenty games at seven, five hundred. Oh, sorry, five fifties, high score of eighty eight, average of a hundred and twenty. Shut the gate. It's all strike ra- strike rate of one hundred and one. Um, <laughs> Shut the gate. Maxwell, obviously, playing in an era where those sort of runs... like And Hussey's not that... But see, this is the thing. Hussey didn't play that long ago, but still the idea of the way that Maxwell plays now compared to when Hussey was batting, and that was only end of the 2000s, early 2010s, and it's still such a stark difference between how we played one-day cricket in 2010-2011 to how we're playing now. And that's what we're talking about. We talk about eras, right? Like, you know... It, it happened a little more commonly, but teams weren't aiming to get 390, 400 on the board in 2011. Like, that's just... Yeah, that, that was insane. And it still is insane now, but it's less insane. Like, the but teams weren't thinking about it Teams now. weren't aiming to go 10 and over for the last eight overs in 2011, whereas that's sort of a requirement yeah. for one-day cricket now. You've got to be looking to get sort of any between eight and 12 runs and over for that last sort of five to eight overs, and that's... And just that's just how you play the game. You set yourself up. You sort of take a little longer in that middle period. So whereas, as you get to, you get 40 overs and you go, I run a ball or more for that last 10. So all through the 2000s, it was you get to the 40 overs and you're looking to put 
at least 60 on in the last 10 overs. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you go might, might go to 40, you know, 42, 43, but then you want to put 80 on in those last seven overs. The old adage used to be is that whatever you were at at 30 overs, doubled. doubled. If you had wickets in if hand. If you had wickets in hand. So, and and it, that's even changed now yeah. um, because you, you're looking to accelerate so much when in that you, last when 10. South, yeah. What did South Africa make the other day in their last 10 overs? Something oh, like 170. That's just yeah. absurd. Yeah. absurd. And, that was, and, that, and that's not the norm. Let's not say that's not how all crickets play. That was no. just a ridiculous innings from Heinrich Klaassen. But it is... It's how teams with 2020 cricket, how they set it up. They know from 2020 cricket they can go really hard, really hard for like that five to seven overs at the back end. So now they go, rather than sort of getting through the the, the 20s and 30s and going, all right, now we're hitting the 40 overs. Let's go run a ball, hit and run, find the boundary, aim to go like five and over in singles and then maybe get a boundary to get us that six, seven, aim somewhere between, you know, 55 and 75 runs in the last 10. Now you're looking at 55 and 75 runs in the last six. Six, that's right. Um, yeah, you're looking at that 11 and a half, 12 and over. Um, and even with that, even with that mentality, Hussey is going blow for blow with Glenn Maxwell. Glenn Maxwell was going at a strike rate of just don't, well, it's a bit more than 100, but Hussey's going better than a runner ball, averaging over 100. So position. underrated the way Hussey used to accelerate. Look, even even when he had that spell in the IPL, he he was devastating, like devastatingly quick and 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 punished punished most bowling attacks all around the place. Um, it, it's very underestimated how quick Hussey scored runs, and mm-hmm. but. What what that does is that gives this side so much flexibility in its batting lineup. Say that you know if if stuff did happen up the top order, you know they lost two or three it. really quickly. He goes up. Yeah, you can bat him at four and just he bats at four five and he goes okay, I'm here. You know everything's going to be yeah. okay. You got Smith, you and got then, Smith and Simons, and then and you the, go. Actually, oh, no, let's leave Simons because he's got bigger hitting in the that's right. let's, and you let's, can move. And the big thing as well, thing something that we've got is we've got. Gilchrist, lefty. Um, War, righty. Right. Ponting, right. Smith, right. Right. Simon's right. right. Bevan, left. left. Hussey, left. left. So we've got three lefties and what do we say? Ponting, Smith. So four rights, three lefts. Four rights, three lefts in the top order. Aim. So you can then keep, you can aim for the short boundaries and things like that. So It's interchangeable very much so. And, it, and that's the beauty because all of the players that we've got, if you went to Simon and said, mate, you're batting at four today, or Bevan, you're batting at four today, yeah. or Huss, you're coming in three, um, Gil- everyone can... Well, Gilchrist and Mark War have had an absolute field day. You know, Roy... You're at four, mate, to just keep that going. Yeah, punter's going in because that's what punter does. We've yep. got we've got twelve overs to go, so Smud just sliding down. We're bringing in we're bringing in the big guns. Roy's coming out to go, and yeah, and everyone can do it. Uh, yep. And then Hussey, you know, because of that acceleration that he's got, he can keep it going. He's a man for all situations. Huss. He, he very very under. I reckon he's got to be the most under, along with Shivnarayan Chandrabal. He and Shivnarayan Chandrabal probably have to be the most underrated batsman in history. The, they, oh, I can't believe that Hussey is not spoken about more as being one of Australia's greatest ever batsmen. I think, I I think the people who know know rate him. Yeah, yeah. I, look, I think I think I agree with that, but but then you. You know, you talk to opposition, you know, fans and that sort of stuff. They don't, don't sort of rate him as you know highly. Yeah. But I think 
he's for me he's um he's in you know take a picture of his trophy cabinet. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> take no. a picture of his yeah. trophy. He was cabinet. he was in a lot of winning sides, wasn't he? he? Was. All right, that was a marathon and a half, and we've only just got the batting lineup done. Now we've got to go and pick the bowlers. <laughs> I think I, I think, think that'll be easier. I think that's a little bit easier from the point of view that is well, there's there, two that there, pick themselves. Yeah, there's two that basically pick themselves, which is SK Warren and Glenn McGrath. And Glenn McGrath. Yeah. So we're basically looking for two spots. Uh, so we'll just throw it out there because their, their their impact for Australian cricket is is second to none, really. Uh, I mean, this is what Glenn McGrath did before he decided I've had enough. I'll just go and just lazily lead a World Cup in wickets taken at what thirty seven years old, yeah. just bowling one twenty five military mediums where everyone's just walking down the wicket and hitting medium pace. No, nah, I'm going to lead a World Cup in wickets taken. You can get stuffed because I'm Glenn McGrath and that's what I do. Yeah. Um, Three hundred and eighty. One day international wickets, uh, an average of twenty-two, uh, strike rate of thirty-four, uh, economy of under four, <laughs> under yeah. four, Just freak, under four, freak. Um, and the other guy, SK Warren, uh, two hundred ninety-one wickets, uh, an average of twenty-five point eight, uh, strike rate of thirty-six, uh, economy of four point two five, and um, when we're talking clutch. You know, that's that's Warn that's Warnie's middle name. That's what Warnie does. He finds a way to get himself into big games. Like there is plenty of plenty of games like the the ninety nine World Cup where Warn has turned that with a spell or an over or and just and that's what you get when you bowl attack and leg spin. And with the force of his personality yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean we can't underestimate the force of his of his will to win and his drive and dragging his teammates along. He forced situations to happen. Yes. He and, would create situations out of nothing. You are absolutely right there, As. And 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 this is this will be the contentious point getting to next week. And this is what I'm really excited yeah. about is next week. Is that there'll be a lot of bowlers with better stats. Unquestionable, right? But can you tell me who you would want bowling for your life? To win you a game in a situation in in one day cricket, I'll guarantee you, I will throw warn the ball before any other person. Done. Right, and I'd agree. Yeah, so that, you so just, that's, you just, that's a little little entree for next week. I've but... I've got something that might surprise you for next week in okay. regards to that. Right. Um, I, okay. I I honestly up until. Probably two days before we did the Indian side, I had locked in what my um, my spinner for the World Eleven was going to be, and yeah. then I thought I had a thought about it, and now I've got I've got a I've got a curveball for how to just to change it up a little bit. But that's next week. Next we've week got, we've, sounds good. We've got way too much to talk about now. Um, for mine, all right, we've got two spots left. Yeah, I've, I've got I've, I've got mine. I've got three bowlers for those two spots. Yeah, okay. Um, Anyone else? Oh, I've, I've talked a lot here. It's what I do in this podcast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it to you. So you've got yours locked Go in. Yes. Mitchell Stark. Mitchell Stark. I He's my one of them. Absolutely. Um, yep. And my other one is um, Mitchell Johnson. I don't have I don't have Johnson. I can't I can't have two left armers. I can. Um, and when because unfortunately my next one after that is a left armor as well. When I when I looked at the stats. And I was so glad 
Then sorry, he would... sorry, a lie. I actually have three. I had four for two spots. Four for two spots. But okay. I think we're I think we're all happy with Stark. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Put Stark in. Um. But, but this guy, um, he's he's got to be there. Um. And when I looked at his stats, I was very very happy that he had the these stats. You've got a guy who's. Let's just what? run through Starkies first before yeah, go we. For it. So. The thing I want, I think I want people to just understand first before we go too far is McGrath, 249 games, 300 odd wickets. Um, you know, Warren, 193. You know, Steve Waugh, 325. All these. Mitchell Stark, 110. 10. Keep that in mind. 110, 219 wickets. This guy takes wickets at a better rate than anyone in history, history for one day international cricket. Yep. He he has kept us in, especially that 2015 World Cup, we had no business. Like, we all ended up losing the game, yes. But that game to New Zealand? Yeah. Had no business. We had no being business being in that it. game at all. Yeah. And Starkey, at one point, had us as favourites. Defending, what, 15 with six wickets in hand or something like that? Nine five-wicket hauls. Yeah, in one acre, he's only got one more five wicket haul to take to be the all time leading, and that's against Mural Ithran, who has played something like four million one day international yeah. games. Yep, um, yeah, he was as close to a lock in the bowling lineup, I thought, as the other two. How can you go? How can you go past that? Well, his circle is just obscene, but he gives you something different. Left arm swings the ball a mile. Um, I've pick, just, pitches it up. I've just found another one. Oh, <laughs> oh no! <my> <laughs> well, to be to be honest, I, I I would stop finding them because there's only one other boat you can pick in this other spot. All right, who have you got? It has to be Binger. It has to be Binger. Yeah, look, you, I'm leaning that way, like very heavily, like yeah. Michael Jackson, smooth criminal leaning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it has okay. to be Binger. B- before yeah. we before we do Binger, I just want to throw this is the name. I had Lily, and Lily stats. Lily's uh, He's only played 63 matches, but he played missed a whole bunch of World Series cricket. 103 wickets at 20 under 21, but it is only 103 wickets. So yeah. I'm happy to go you know, on on balance considering this. Yeah. The other guy I really wanted to throw at you um, was um, Billy the Kid, 203 yeah. wickets at 24. Yeah. Under four, 36 strike rate, going up against the West Indies. The leader of the attack. leader man. of the attack. Yep. Um, but, look, in all honesty, how can he go past being a 380 wickets? Yeah. 20, I'll, average I'll, of 23. I'll absolutely concede that. Yeah. 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 And and he also has nine five wicket hauls. Yeah. So so he's he's the leading. He he Stark yeah. and I think Morley are a nine five wicket hauls each. Yeah. Um. So Stark obviously can go past. Oh, no, I think Morley's on ten. Oh, is he on ten? Is I he? think he's on okay. ten, but he's yeah. played like I said, he's played like oh, four hundred odd games That's or right. something. But but you've got a guy who bowls over hundred and fifty kilometers an hour. Averaging twenty three point three six in one day cricket, that that is unbelievable, yeah. um, and and so glad that his figures are that good because it just backed yeah. up it my does. eye and 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 I saw him Johnson's, dismantle yeah. 
Johnson's attacks. record is exceptionally good. Oh, Johnson's record is good, well. but like but I, I for balance, yeah. Look, I really, to be honest, you were fighting an uphill bout. Like I didn't have, didn't have John, Johnson. I didn't have Johnson. Like like I said, I had I had Lee as my guy that I was probably picking. Mm-hmm. Then I probably had McDermott. Then I had Lily. And then I may have considered Johnson after that. I had Lily in my squad, but just on the on the paucity of numbers, you know, like only sixty three games, but he averages less than Glenn McGrath. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. The guy averages less than Glenn McGrath. There's a there's a guy that needs special mention, and it's only because I watched him um, when he when he first hit the scene. I was only I was only a, a a tiny, small, little child, but um, there's a guy here who played 52 matches, best of five for 16. Oh, an average of 22.35 was Carl Rackerman. Yeah. Carl Rackerman is so underrated, yeah. you know, compared to a lot of blokes. And he, look, his his strike rate is. Quite unbelievable as well. He's one of it, the more it's, un- it's really, interesting stories in Australian history. It's really history. tough for some of these guys because I think what we quite obviously see is we've got some real like entrenched players in the batting. Ponting's played a stupid amount of games. Yeah, Gilchrist played heaps. War played both wars played heaps. Simons was there, but we we with the exception of McGrath and probably Binger, we cycled through. A lot of bowlers. a lot of bowlers, yep. and gave a lot of like, and that's sort of what we did. That's how why we because we had lots of players that were ready to go. And what it ends up being is we've got a lot of guys that have played somewhere between forty and one hundred and twenty games with really really good, good records. Yeah. But you like, is that enough of a record to say you're the the best out of all that we've got? Yeah, it, and, it, 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 look, he's no, he's not a, he's not going to make the you know the first team, and he may not even make the second team, but. To have a record like that, you know, an for, average of twenty-two, uh, eighty wickets at for twenty-two 50 to, for fifty-two games, like, and he, you know, that's that's quite a like he took eighty-two wickets, and then you're looking at guys like Brad Hogg, Nathan Bracken. Nathan were, Bracken's one that needs a bit of a mention. He was the number one ranked ODI bowler in the world. He was, yep, yep. A, a bloke like Andy Bickle, seven yeah. for twenty, yeah, like. Look, and we, could, we and could really did stick. have a, an embarrassment of riches at one stage, yeah. didn't we? Terry Alderman, there's yeah. another one, you know, who, who was a phenomenal bowler. And look, in all honesty, I reckon if you take the West Indies out, Australia are the first and second best team in history for one day international cricket, and we yeah. just did India. And I reckon I'd stand by that if we did, um, if we did Australia A, I reckon we could put a get together a better side than India in, in, in the Australian A side. Damien Fleming. Yeah. Is another one. He's got a great record. An average of twenty five. Yeah. And that's the thing. We had so many bowlers at our disposal. You they know? just kept getting in each other's way. Dizzy, Adam Go- Dale. Dizzy Gillespie. Like yeah. Dizzy. You know yeah. that these guys are these guys are bona fide superstars in their era, yeah. and you know probably you know they're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're overshadowed by they, they're not making the C team. Well, I mean, you, well, let's be honest. You've got two in one hundred million year cricketers in McGrath and Ward in your bowling lineup. You, you got three. You, you're going Gilchrist. Okay, yeah, and then you've got Gilchrist in your whole side. Yeah. Arguably, maybe and, you know, and Ricky Ponting and you, Steve Smith. That's what I mean. You've got Ricky Ponting and Steve Smith on that. You know. Yeah. One in one million yeah. cricketers. You Probably know? the second and third best batsmen that Australia's ever produced. Exactly. I think I can make an argument for that. I'd, I'd for one day cricket, you're talking? I'm in, oh, general. Or just in general. I, I wouldn't. In general. I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah. No. 
So just for the sake of getting an order down, eight, Binger, nine, Stark, ten, Warn, eleven, McGrath. Yeah, done. Jeez, Warnie's going to be pissed. He's, <laughs> he's, he's at the back ten. At ten. He, he shuffled oh. down two spots. He's gonna... <laughs> He doesn't bat. He doesn't bat ahead of Binger Bar. That's all right. No. And he doesn't. He doesn't bat ahead of Star. That's four more bungers he can have. <laughs> <laughs> and another. And another. All right. Piece throw, of paper. throw a twelfth man at me. Um, Actually, no. I'm. I'm taking. I edit this. It's going to be Dino. Dino's twelfth man. Yeah, Dino's twelfth man. He's <laughs> still shirty. I'm, I'm shirty. I'm still shirty. No, nah, look, look. That's those, that's them. generally how we get out of it, eh? Like the guy who's most. There was the rules. This is why yeah. we do. This is why what? I have co-hosts, and I it's did. not just me talking to a microphone for two hours. That's what I want. I want the the one thing. And you, I know he was in Dino's camp, and you've made it look honestly. I don't want to admit how close I was. You were to turning that into a unanimous, unanimous decision because it was. It was a really, really good point in terms of smudge. Um, yeah, I just for mine, I still think Dino's body of work in his era was enough to keep him ahead. But you convinced Darren, it's a majority rules. It's a democracy here, uh, absolutely. And and look, there's two weeks in a row we've got two exceptional cricketers as twelfth men. <laughs> like okay. unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, there it is, all done and dusted. That is our side. So we'll go from the top. Adam Gilchrist, Mark War, Ricky Ponting, Steve Smith, Andrew Simons, Michael Bevan, Michael Hussey, Brett Lee, Mitchell Stark, Shane Warne, Glenn McGrath, and then Dean Jones is uh, running the drinks. Uh, I, I think we can pretty much safely say that Ponting captains that side. No? Yeah, Ponting captains, yeah. Uh, SK Warne vice, I'd say. Yeah. All right, done and dusted. That is our world tour complete. All finished. Those are the sides. But the, the fun and games are not over yet. To celebrate the almost the start of the 2023 ODI World Cup, what we'll be doing next week, unless, of course, some absolute massive news comes in and, and interrupts us that we absolutely have to talk about, we will be dedicating all of next week into whittling down these sides and trying to make an all-time World Eleven One Day International, and oh, I can there's going to be fights. There are going to be some absolutely <laughs> oh. spectacular players that aren't going to make this side. Um, Unbelievable players that will miss out, and I'll tell you what, there will be fireworks in this studio <laughs> in the next week because I guarantee there will be like there's a lot of passion in this room. And, you know, there will be a lot of passionate arguments, um, you know, put forward towards uh, some really, really good cricketers. So I'm going to put it to the – this is one that's – we did it for our Test 11. I'm assuming you're on for next week. Oh, look, I, I'm hoping to be. Um, uh, look, as you know, my schedule is quite, quite – <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, 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 we'll I'll talk to your agent and see if we can turn up. Absolutely. My, my suggestion is what we did for the World Test 11, we know how good everyone is. Yes. Don't come at me. We'll go come in here with just you know this is um, this is why he's good. His he runs, his average. We all know that. Dig deeper. Yeah. Find those hair splitting ones. One of the things that we used was the fact that uh, uh, Viv got into our World Test Eleven was because Viv was an absolute gun in the fourth inning. He, he's he he was the guy that got you home. Sort of thing. You, you might obviously it's a little bit different because it's one day cricket. You can't sort of split it up that much but yeah it might be how did he go in world cup so you might be looking up world cup finals and things like that or yeah. um you know you there's no point having us an hour talking about oh we know that ponting's great because he scored thirteen thousand runs at 40 with 31 we know that 
that's why I got into this one. That's right. Why is he now going to get ahead of guys like, you know, Brian Lara and Sengakara and people like that in the world, you know. So when, you, when you're having those thoughts this week, we know that Sengakara is good. We know that Botham's good. We know that McGrath's good. We know that Akram's good. What makes them better than their peers to get a meet? So, yeah. uh Let's, uh, yeah, it's, and it's going to be tough because it's a lot more black and white, I suppose, in one-day cricket than it is in um, in test cricket. You've got, you know, how did he go in the fourth innings? How did he go in the subcontinent? How Because one-day cricket very much is that sort of bland. Everything's sort of flattened out. It's all run scoring. The conditions don't play as big a part no. in it and, and home and away and things like that. So it, You probably get a truer... I get. I guess you get a truer, truer look at just how good a cricketer you are in one day cricket because it's it's all you know flat flat tracks. Um, you know, uh, mainly flat tracks, but it's it's what sets you apart. You know, to and especially being a bowler, and and that's you know that's what I was sort of getting at earlier is that you you know you might have guys that have got better stats, but who at the end of the day do you want? You know, in that situation, whether an opposition is you know two for two hundred, and you need wickets. Yeah, and so the know. thing might be that intangible quality, like an Andrew Simons, like a Bevan, like 100%. an MS Tony. There might be guys with much better records than those blokes, but you know they've shown time and again, like a Ben Stokes. I don't, I don't think Ben did Ben Stokes get. He didn't get into the one day side for. No. For England, I don't think. Mm, maybe not. I, I don't, don't think he did. But for those guys that have that, just that enigmatic winning persona about them might be enough for you to convince the the other hosts that that person gets ahead of a uh you know a guy that statistically is um, like i'm going to throw this out here right now just for you guys kumar sengakara is statistically a better one day international cricketer than adam gilchrist yeah but i don't think any of us would pick especially as a keeper batsman in one day cricket i think we'd all probably say that we'd prefer to have gilly but, you know, because uh-huh. Gilly's got that intangible, I'd like... have both as well. Like, yeah, it, it's perfect. <laughs> it's an opportunity to have both. an opportunity and, and an but argument too. That, that is the thing, though. Statistically speaking, Sankakara has more runs at a better average, uh-huh. not as good a strike rate. But when you're thinking about their impact on one-day cricket, I don't think there'd be too many people in the world that would pick Gilchrist as the... Oh, sorry, pick Sankakara over Gilchrist. There, there might be people that fit both into the side. Uh-huh. But... You'd be thinking in that head, well, Gilchrist is a better one-day player. I just, you know, it's going to be really, really hard to like lose some of these guys out. Yeah, like Sangakara's one-day record is just insane. His World Cup record is absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah, I can probably, I can make an argument for him to be there. I can also make an argument for him to not be there. Hmm. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a great episode. Mm. The world, uh, the the world test eleven was a fantastic one. Hoping to get. Uh, Glenn back for that one, or maybe even Mark, if we can get someone, there'll be four of us, just get more yeah. more voices in, more, uh, hopefully more dissenting voices. It's always a much more fun episode when you've got dissenting voices, and you can, you got to make sure you got to make your arguments, and like I said, you, I'm like, I'm locked in, locked in Dino's camp, and I don't want to admit how close you were to making me go, yeah, he's right, you got to pick Smith. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't get me there, but you, you got me a lot closer than I thought I was going to get when I walked into this room. But, but again, I like it. Happy to be the protagonist and be the the one that you know, you know makes you think a little bit. It's like I I 
you know, I have my favourites, no doubt, but but I'd like to come from a different angle with Absolutely. these sorts of things. And so we're, we didn't come and take a night out, like a, a night out of our lives to come in and walk in a room and go, oh, yeah, this bloke, yep, 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 this bloke, yep, 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 yeah. this bloke, yep, 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 the whole lot. And no one's listening to a podcast and go, I think it should be Gilchrist, yep, I think it should be War, yep, I think it should be Ponting, yep, I think it should, you know, we want right. to have that, that back and forth and, and you know, talking about it and making other people talk about it, make other people go, these blokes are mental. How do you leave out Dean Jones? Or Rohit Sharma. Or Rohit Sharma. (laughs) Oh, my phone went ballistic. I'll just say that about last week. But uh, they were actually actually disagreeing with me. So, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks very much for joining us, guys. We know this one was a long one. Uh, Stay tuned for next week. We're going to get the World Eleven out of the way. And the World Cup is right around the corner. It is going to be off the chain. It's, it's anyone's game. India are in the front seat, but, you know, England can never be counted out. Australia love one-day cricket. We're always going to be in there with a fight. And not to mention New Zealand that always seem to punch above their weight. Pakistan, think, South Africa. Are I think their straps. Pakistan got big problems, guys. Yeah. As one of the favourites, they've got a lot of infighting going on at the moment. There's questions over Baba's uh, captaincy. Um, there's a big push from within Pakistan for Shaheen Shah Afridi to take over as captain. Yeah. Wow! So watch this. Never, he's never fit. And but <laughs> you know, as as going along that line, gee, the Sri Lanka are a massive smoky in this. Yeah. Uh, they have quality they, spin options. Yeah. If if they have a day out and and it just happens to be in a semi-final or a final, um, I would not be at all surprised with Sri Lanka. They need some of those young guns to fire, and the Sanka needs to have a big series. They've got the bowling, especially in India, to make make a fist of it. It's just whether or not they can get the runs on the board because that's my concern about that. And that's that's what happened in the the Asia Cup. Everyone knows they've got bowlers, but... They ended up getting to yeah. the final and scoring fifty. But 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 for their but for their odds to be you know, oh, you know at, at forty four dollars and yeah. and Pakistan who are going through this turmoil to be at elevens, you know, yeah. it doesn't add yeah, up look, to it's, me. You know, it's great that when Pakistan are eleven dollars and Sri Lanka are forty four, and you were going like I'm going to pick one of the other subcontinent teams to get up, you'd be going Sri Lanka. Oh. Like considering how well Sri Lanka played in that Asia Cup as opposed 100%. to Pakistan. Yeah. As I said, Pakistan have got a lot of question marks going on. I mean, and there's only. Probably six months ago, where they probably looked one of the favourites. They were playing yeah. really well. They were beating everybody here they were coming up against. Barber was supreme. And there were other And actually, I think a lot of their problems now are that they're not sure what their best 11 is. They're carrying Shadab Khan because he's there as their bowling, bowling all-rounder and mm-hmm. he's making more runs with the bat and he's getting wickets. Yeah. So they've got big problems. All right, guys, that'll do for tonight. Thanks for joining us. Get on the socials. Tell us what a mess we made of that side because we're sure there's plenty of opinions out there about the all-time Australian side. Until next week, bye for now. Over. Sports Social Podcast Network.